everyone. Welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9. And I'd like to read verses 18 to 20. And then let's chat just for a few minutes today about who Jesus is, about who he is. One day, Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Only his disciples were with him. And he asked them, who do people say I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other ancient prophets risen from the dead. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Peter replied, you are the Messiah sent from God. So if you'll think with me just for a few minutes today about identity, let's, let's just say, first of all, it is God who gets to define our identity, not the other way around, <laughs> right? God is the creator of heaven and earth. He spoke us into being, created us out of, of dust, breathed into us the breath of life. God gets to define who we are, how we are designed, what it is that, that the true fullness of human life, what it looks like. Now we have chosen to reject that identity that God gave us, made us in the image of God, and we as a human race essentially said, I don't want to reflect your glory. I don't, I don't want to be in the image of God. I want to be my own God. That goes all the way back to the fall of mankind as Satan tempts Adam and Eve. You eat from this fruit, you will not die like God said. In fact, you will be like God. So we rejected our identity and we decided to form our own, to make ourselves the center of, of, of our own world, to make ourselves our own God. And we see how that has, <laughs> has worked out. And thank God, thank God, He has given the, the opportunity by the grace of Jesus for us to be restored, for us to have a new identity in Jesus Christ. In fact, the scripture says that he lavishes his love on us to call us his children, for indeed, that is who we are. By the grace of Jesus, we are adopted as children of God. Imagine, imagine the privilege of being called. We, we can't even comprehend it of being called children of the God of the universe. It's an amazing identity that the Lord has given us, but let's, let's kind of turn that around now and, and look Look at the fact that in, in this time, there were all sorts of people trying to define who Jesus was, who he is. And, and in fact, we, we find that today, people who are trying to, to define, to identify Jesus, to say, oh, this, this is who he is, this is who he was. If we look at, at Jesus' day here, um, what we see is that um, that God reveals to Peter who Jesus really is. He's the Messiah. He is God's anointed king. He's the Son of God come in the flesh. Like God shows Peter that he's the Messiah, right? He's the Savior. And, and yet, you see all these other folks who are trying to, like they're struggling to put Jesus in a category. And, and it is an amazing thing to say. They would, <laughs> they would rather... They would rather say that he is an ancient prophet come back from the dead. Um, they, they would rather say that he's 
John the Baptist who's been beheaded than to say that he is king. And it seems to me that this is the essential issue uh, e even today, that the essential issue is a resistance to acknowledge Jesus' true identity because to acknowledge his true identity is to acknowledge his true authority. You know, I, I never thought of the feeding of the 5,000, which we read also today, as a part of defining the identity of Jesus Christ. But to me, it, it looks like the way the Lord has led Luke to order um, the, the, the writing of, of the Gospel of Luke, it seems to me that, that the feeding of the 5,000 is really a, a setup, right? The, the flow of events, what, how we see Jesus leading the disciples, that, that the feeding of the 5,000 was a lead up to helping them to understand his true identity. So, um, interesting kind of connection here, I think. You look at the, the feeding of the 5,000, there's a, there's a parallel in 2 Kings with the prophet Elisha. And, and the differences in these two stories actually highlight Jesus' true identity. So, listen now that you've read the feeding of the 5,000. Listen now to 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning in verse 42. One day a man from Baal Shalisha, I'm sure I've said that wrong, brought the man of God a sack of fresh grain and 20 loaves of barley bread made from the, the first grain of his harvest. Elisha said, give it to the people so they can eat. What? His servant exclaimed, feed a hundred people with only this? But Elisha repeated, Give it to the people so they can eat, for this is what the Lord says. Everyone will eat, and there will be even some left over. And when they gave it to the people, there was plenty for all and some left over, just as the Lord had promised. Now, uh, of course, there is a difference of scale here. That's, that's an obvious thing, I think. But also what we see here is that there is a, a difference in authority. You see Elisha at the feeding of the hundred saying, this is what the Lord says. But as you look at the feeding of the 5,000, it is Jesus who says. He says to them, verse 13 of our scripture today, you feed them. You feed them. That is his declaration. Not the Lord says to give them something to eat, you feed them. Clearly, Jesus is identifying himself as the Lord. He is God, come in the flesh, the Messiah, the Savior, the Good Shepherd, right? He is the Messiah. Now, what we see, friends, is that the misidentification of Jesus is ultimately about authority. It is about authority. If Jesus is, is just a, a social justice activist who was martyred, if Jesus is just a good teacher who had some nice things to say, if Jesus is just a mere example of love and acceptance, if Jesus is just my, my buddy, right, if any of these things then 
he really commands no real authority in my life. The problem is that that's not the real Jesus. And so uh, neither does that Jesus, neither is he able to, to speak into my life with power, with authority, and, and to speak over my life the promises of God. So it is Jesus who defines himself in the scriptures and any other, any other identification of Jesus, any other Jesus that we might invent, we just have to be honest about this, is an idol. It is a figment of our imagination. It is not Jesus himself. You know, Jesus, we learn in the other gospels, asked this question at a place called Caesarea Philippi. This is a place where there was pagan worship. Uh, There was the worship of Pan, this sort of um, this sort of deity. There, there was uh, what they believe were the gates to the underworld, and that makes sense, of course, of Jesus' declaration that even the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. All of these these pagan uh, idols are there, and and Jesus is essentially saying, look at look at all of these false gods and realize who is before you. All of that is falsehood. All of that is death. The one who is before you is life and truth and love. The Messiah is here. God is here. And the question then for them is the same question for us. Who do you say I am? Jesus is still being misidentified. People are still trying to define Jesus today And the question still today is pertinent. Jesus still asks it, not just who are other people saying, but who do you, who do you say that I am? Friends, as we identify Jesus as the Son of God come in the flesh, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our Savior, we we bend the knee to Him. We humble ourselves to Him. We acknowledge Him. And and we we are knowing what it is to follow the true Jesus. He dwells in our hearts through faith. Let us not give our lives to an idol, but to Jesus Christ, who we meet in the Scriptures, who we know in the Spirit. And may it be so in His most holy name. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.